Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we speak with Jesse Cruz. He lives in upstate New York with his wife and children. The Cruz family currently serves at Cross Creek Church. He has proudly served our country as an Iraq War veteran of the U.S. Army. Jesse is the program coordinator of the Wayne County Youth Advocate Programs, Incorporated. In addition to his career, he speaks at correctional facilities and coaching sports. He has a BA in community youth development at Nazareth College. Currently, Jesse is pursuing his master's in theology at Colgate Rochester Crozer Divinity School. In his spare time, he enjoys traveling and hiking with family and friends. Jesse is available for speaking engagements and book signings. Let's learn more about Jesse's journey. Jesse, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome, man. So, Jesse, we met through the Unconventional Leaders uh, group, Facebook group, and it's been an amazing place where we, we get to share our knowledge, share our passion. So, tell me a little bit. Little, little, bit about yourself you you know what you're doing and what's new in your world okay um i'm an author and speaker a husband and a father and a sports coach and a youth advocate so i've been you know, working with youth for over nine years i became a published author in 2019 mm-hmm. currently working on my second book and going to be start um starting with script writing here in the next few weeks. So that's what I'm up to. It's a little bit about me. Fantastic. So Jesse, how did you get into, let's say, you know, being a coach, being a speaker, what inspired you to, you know, get to that point? So, I mean, as, as far as kind of wrapping those together, cause I'd like to tie in the speaking mm-hmm. and um, the writing you know, those are, those are huge. I mean, they're both communication, um, mm-hmm. you know, but the writing was birthed through the greatest tragedy I ever went through and going through that tragedy, I began writing and the writing piece is what got me through it. And so because of the, the piece that I felt about writing about my feelings and my challenges <clears throat> and my setbacks, anything I was going through, mm-hmm. I knew that if the writing was helping me through my trauma, I knew that my writing could help something, someone else go through um, the challenges that they're going through. Yeah, so let's dive in a little bit into that. You know, what what really happened? What, and if you want to, you know, I'm sure you've written it all down in the book, Live Your Dash, and discovering the, can re, I can't read the rest of the, the cover, discovering the F's and to the freedoms. Yeah, discovering eight F's to freedom. Yep. Eight F's to freedom. Okay. So, yeah, so us, just to kind of touch on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the book and, you know, um, 
and you said it's it's the adversity the the thing that you went through that caused you to uh help you write it out and save you from i don't even know what i'm talking about. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your book absolutely so it's an inspirational personal growth type book and so for people to understand the title um when I when the title states live your dash, the so dash is, you know, if you've ever been to a graveyard and you've seen a tombstone, the time mm-hmm. they're born is on the left, the time they pass away is on the right, and there's that dash in the middle. And the purpose of the book is to that dash that you're given, which is a small part of the tombstone, which is mm-hmm. a huge part of your life. It's because, you know, we don't know when our time is going to end. We have limited time here. We don't know when our last moment, last breath is going to come. So while yeah. we're here, we need to live our dash purposefully and to find the meaning and, and use the gifts that we've been given to make this world a better place. And that is how you live a life of purpose and meaning is when you live it on purpose, not on accident. We all designed yeah. a great plan and a great gift. And once you tap into those gifts and life takes on a whole new meaning and you're able to help and reach people all over the world. And the second part, the subtitle, the eight F's, you know, as I was writing, I realized if I, if I was intentional about these eight areas of my life, mm-hmm. then um, I would able to live that dash appropriately. You know, and I touch on some of that, whether that's family or friendship or faith or fitness, finances, things like that. Those are all things that we deal with on a regular basis. Those are just some of them. And I was realizing, man, when I'm in tune with these eight areas of my life and I'm intentionally finding ways to develop them and to grow them, then mm-hmm. my life is much more meaningful. You know, absolutely. I caught myself um, in that mute button while I was burping. So that's really, that's really intense, man. Because you know, like your book, it, it's an, it's inspirational. It it helps you figure out, you know, and from your own perspective, right? We we only get one life to live, so we want to maximize everything that we can uh, there's a book that's similar um it's called uh, die empty meaning give all that you got you know every day because you never know when you're gonna go just like you mentioned right we we the, the most certain thing to for all of us is death and it is also the most uncertain on when it will occur Absolutely. So that's really powerful. So tell us uh, a little bit, you know, tell us a version of your journey that's, that you you haven't spoken about before, you know, where, what some of the things that you were doing, like, how did you get into the speaking? Like, what did you, where did you learn in school or, you know, college and, you know, um, when you were a child, like, give us a little rundown on Jesse. Okay. So, I mean, you know, I've, per, I've had a, quite a variety of, of life experiences, you know, whether that's um, graduating college or going um, into the military. You know, I was in the Army for about four years, so having that experience as well. Being a, a, a single parent, which I've been there, I was there for years until I met my wife, married now. Um, but what really took um, a whole different path with, as far as to getting me connected um, with with the the writing piece and you know connecting and, and audiences so I can speak and to share my message of hope with others was um, my wife and I mm-hmm. uh, we had been hoping for a child um, 
despite all the odds, we were we were fortunate enough to beat the odds, and we had um, we had gotten pregnant back in uh, 2017. I'm sorry, 2016. Yeah. And then um, our daughter was born in January of 2017. Um, mm. She was born in January, uh, mm. but she wasn't due until May. Yeah. So she was born extremely premature. Yeah. And what she was at risk. So she was the at most risk um, infant they had in the NICU unit at Strong Hospital up in Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. And so every day she fought for her life. You know, some days were scary. You know, I watched her flatline multiple times, then wow. come back and beat it. And so it was an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know what was going to happen. You know, her next breath literally could be her last. So just having that that weight on your shoulders all the time, I mean, that was, it was like crushing to me. You know what I mean? To see her suffering every day. Um, I felt trapped in that trauma and, and, and we got to the point of where we're just like, man, we don't know what to do. I mean, we just, we were, we were just lost, you know, because mm-hmm. we had no control over the circumstances. Yeah. You know? And after 42 days of fighting, she lost her life. Wow. And from so, that, mm-hmm. that's where my writing, my writing journey began, you know what I mean? Because I, I knew I had to, I knew obviously I got some severe PTSD, mm-hmm. and trauma, and depression, and stress, and all kinds of things that have come from that traumatic event in my life that I still struggle with. It's been years, and I still have some really rough days. You know what I mean? Um, but I've sought treatment, and I still do get help as needed. And writing was what, what was therapy for me. That's what helped mm-hmm. me gather my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions. I try to make sense of, the, of my life and what I experience. And I just try to turn my pain into power. You know what I mean? I wanted the pain to serve a purpose because if you have pain and you don't do anything with it, then Mm -hmm. it becomes destructive. But if you take pain and you do something constructive with it, it becomes powerful and it brings it to purpose. And that's what I wanted to do. Absolutely. And man, you said, you said it right on the dot. You got to convert, you got to, you got to take that pain and you got to apply it into a positive manner. So because it is energy. And you need to redirect it, right? So, and you did that with with the writing and creating some amazing content that uh, was inspirational. Because when you when you go into it, when you dive into it with with intention, you come out of come out of it almost almost like cured, right? It 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 has that therapeutic effect on you. Yeah. I mean, it, it helped me get, you know, get through it. And mm-hmm. I've been just blessed and fortunate enough that this, this story is now all over the country and yeah. now it's in different countries. And I just think that's, that's the way it worked out in my favor. You know, God mm-hmm. bless me. And now this little one pound girl that no one's ever met before. Yeah. And now their lives are dramatically impacted by her life. I mean, that's yeah. just the beauty of it all. Yeah. Cool, man. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was very deep. And, and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a situation you don't want anybody to be in, right? It's, it's something that not a lot of people will experience. And when you go through that experience, it gives you an, a, a perspective that this life is so fragile and it is a miracle that we even, you know, come through the way we were born and everything, right? It's just, it's just so powerful. Yeah, definitely.
All right. So what are some of your motivations for the things that you do on a daily basis? And you mentioned you're working on the second book. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I mean, my motivations are definitely for um, my family, you know, mm -hmm. because I do this for them. You know, I do this for my daughter who's no longer with me. You know, I mean, yeah. all that stuff is for her. You know, I want to do it to carry on her life and her legacy. And I do it for the people because I know I'm not the only one in this world who suffered. I'm not the only one in this world who's dealing with pain every single day. Everyone has dealt with some type of loss. Everyone has dealt with some type of pain, uncertainty, some trauma. Yeah. And I, I, my goal is just to help people hurt a little less. Not to say I'm going to give you the cure. I'm going to wave this magic wand and it's all going to go away. Mm -hmm. But I want to help you cope with hope. You know, I want to give you um, encouragement. I want you to heal. And you can only heal when you have hope that you can come out successful on the other yeah. side. Not to say the pain still is not there, but it just doesn't consume your life 24-7. Because that's mm -hmm. the spot I was in at one point in my life. Yeah. Um, but I was able to overcome that with hope. And with faith and love and the right people in my life. And and so that's what motivates me is that I just, I want people to know it's possible. The worst day of your entire life, no matter mm -hmm. what it was, can serve a positive purpose to help someone else who's hurting. Not to say what happened was positive, but there's yeah. some good that can come from it to help others. That's, that's really beautiful. That's really beautiful. Cool, man. Jesse. So you've written one book and it's Live Your Dash and you're working on your second one and it motivated you to, because of the, motivated you to write because of the situations and because of the events that you had to face in your life uh, with your, um, you know, child and, and that's, that's just unfathomable for most mm -hmm. people. Anyways, um, so what are your future, let's say, what are your next, and, and you're, right, so the book has built a community around you and built a, a following around people now know of that one pound child, right? Uh, what are your hopes um, on what you're trying to do um, with the community and, and in the future? I mean, it all comes down to, you know, helping each other and helping others. Right. What I mean, so, so with the second book, um, the first book is, is kind of a description of the, um, inspirational stories that, and experiences and people that I've met in situations I've gone through. And the second book is more of an autobiography of our daily mm -hmm. life and experience in that hospital. So I give yeah. a detailed daily account of everything that led up to it, yeah. why we were in the hospital room and what mm -hmm. happened when we left. Um, so that's just a day by day, basically autobiography story of everything that happened. And my hope with that is, is that I can I, I reach a, a community of people who are grieving. Mm -hmm. And, you know, statistics show that, you know, one in four people have had a child that they've lost. Yeah. Um, whether that, you know, so one in four people can relate. And if they can't relate, they know someone who has lost a child, whether that yeah. was, you know, what, no matter how it happened, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? They have one in four, you know, whether that's. Um, prematurity or whether that's a miscarriage um, they mm -hmm. had a child and they still don't have that child today and, I, and I've met so many people who've had that happen since it's happened to me and my hope is 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 through the second book is that is that people will be bold enough and courageous enough to share their wounds you know what I mean because you can turn those wounds into wins if you don't let the wounds destroy your future 
And you got to be bold enough to name them and to talk about them and, and show your scars proudly yeah. because they're not, they're not what define you, but mm-hmm. they are, they are a guide to which points you in the direction that's leading you to a different path. Yeah. And that's what I hope the second book does is that people are, are not ashamed to be hurting. They're not ashamed to reveal what they've gone through. If it's going to help someone else, then yeah. we will be selfish to keep it to ourselves. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not doing this to get like sympathy for people to feel bad for me. That's the last thing I want. Mm-hmm. My hope is that people will be inspired enough to share their hurts that they went through or when their time comes and they go through some trauma, that they will be bold and brave enough to go share it with the person down the street at their church, at their at their community, at their grocery store, at their place of employment, wherever they run into people and say, hey, you know what? Me too. You know, I have, I have this that I'm going through. But let me help mm-hmm. you. You know, I just want people to come together. You know, and with that, from the second book, my objective is to take the content from that book and I want to turn it into a movie. So I'm going to start script writing for that yes. second book here soon. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I, what I really love about that is, you know, you're when you open up and you share your story and you share your journey and, and the troubles that you've gone through, it humanizes you. It shows you that you're vulnerable. It creates that connection, that human connection between two humans, that commonality, that, and that's what's really powerful about being open. And, and the way the human mind works, that if you don't open up, you almost feel like you're, you know, you're, you're being stiff or you're being uh, overly somebody who thinks too much of themselves kind of, right? So when you open yourself up by sharing these vulnerable stories, it, it gives people the, a reason, a, a something like, you know, he's just like me. You know, I want to learn. I want to be friends with this guy. I want to learn more of what he's doing. And what's amazing, what's been amazing all of this May is that we've been doing these coffee chats on unconventional leaders where we open up and talk about our pains and our problems and our what we learned from, you know, the the tragedies and the the, the adversities that we've gone through. And it's, it's been very revealing. It's been very you know, uplifting as well as, um, what's the word? It just connects us on a totally different level. So that's really powerful. I love, I love what you're doing, man. Thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate it. Wow. This is very deep, man. Um, so at this point of the, the podcast, I'd like to ask some questions to our, you know, to our guests to, Come, come back to the, to the theme of, you know, hacks and hobbies and what are some of the hobbies? So some of the questions that I like to ask that connects us on a, on a totally different level uh, because when we need, we need some kind of outlet to enable us to, um, you know, get out of our mind or use our, our right side of the brain because 100% of the time, you know, when we're working, when we're doing something where we're using the left, the left side of our brain and analyzing everything. So I like to go into the hobbies and, you know, ask about that. So what is one hobby that you wish you got into? I would say definitely, there's, there's probably two things. Um, mm-hmm. One is, is definitely traveling. Um, yeah. 
traveling plays a huge part of my life. Uh, my family, we are some big time travelers. Mm. Um, that's one of our passions and we get to go make memories in some of the most unique places in the world. And, mm -hmm. and I love it. And, and I really didn't start doing that until I was probably in my late twenties. Yeah. I didn't really do much, any traveling at all really prior as far as vacations and things like that go. So yeah, now I love it. You know, now, you know, we go a new place every single year. Nice. And, and that's something I wish I had started a lot earlier on in life mm -hmm. for sure. No, absolutely. Traveling is so amazing because again, you connect with the rest of the world and like, oh, people are doing the same thing no matter where you go. We're all the same. So that's really, really awesome and powerful. Thank you. Definitely. Next question I have is, what did you want to be when you were a child? Um, there was, I think there was two things I wanted to be. Um, I wanted to be a uh, professional sports athlete and mm -hmm. I wanted to be a music artist. Those are, those are two things as a kid that I, that I aspired to become. But what I soon realized was that there's nothing wrong with dreaming. It's the, it's the, the problem with dreaming, though, is that sometimes we don't like to wake up to the reality and go pursue the dream. You know, that's, that's the difference. The dreaming is like I go to sleep and um, I dream about being a basketball player in the NBA yeah. someday. Mm -hmm. You know, I dream of that. But the vision is what you do when you wake up from the dream. So I, I can only, I couldn't do it in real life, you know, because I didn't have the, the, the complete drive. I had the desire. You know, I think we all have the desire for our dreams. But the, the difference is, do we have the drive and work ethic and perseverance to pursue it daily? That's the difference. Man, you said it right. It it takes a lot of drive and 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 that consistency on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Got my daughter here asking me questions. Yeah, it takes a lot of drive. <laughs> it takes a lot of, you know, that that vigor. Like I, I I always go back and think about Michael Jordan and you know, um, Steve. What's his name? Um, Kobe Bryant and Stephen Curry. And uh, it's it's just amazing the level of expertise, the level of effort they put in to get to where they are, right? Definitely. <clears throat> That's this is powerful. It's amazing. Um, the other day I was reading an article around polymath. And I was like, what is this? So somebody actually reached out to me and said, hey, I would be a, I would love to be a guest on your podcast because I'm a polymath. So I'm like, what is a polymath? I, I went to this dark hole of searching about it and what i discovered is a polymath is somebody who has a lot of different interests and they you know they they're basically uh are me mentioned as jack of all trades and master of none kind of thing so i was like wow this is pretty cool so i'll, I'll share that article i think i shared it on ul um earlier today but it's really it's really powerful on how it almost describes a lot of people that go through that, you know, multiple passions into different things and uh, how you can combine them to make you unique in who you are. Mm -hmm. All right. Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Oh, wow. Hmm. 
I might need some time on that one. <laughs> oh man, you just threw me off with that question. I would say, I guess I'll go with TV show because that just pops in my head a little mm-hmm. quicker. Um, it would be from my childhood. My yeah. favorite TV show when I was a kid was Fresh Prince of Bel Air with Will Smith. Oh man, <laughs> that show is so awesome. Yeah. That show always made me laugh, you know. I mean, I always had some comic relief, you know. Just put that show on and just yeah. find a good way to laugh. I love that show, yeah, for sure. So good, nice. All right, next question: What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it, or you could pick a TV show too? Hey, could you say that one more time? What movie or TV show would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Wow. I'd probably go. I'd probably go with something like Braveheart, mm. um, with Mel Gibson. I just think that being bold enough to, you know, no matter what, continue to pursue even yeah. if at all costs. You know, mm. even if it means risking your life for the greater good of others. Yeah, sacrificial love. That's what it's about. Lay your life down for those you love. Yeah, I think that's that was a really awesome movie. Next one. Who is your favorite superhero? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, favorite superhero! Wow, man, you, you're challenging me. You're challenging really? me. These, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. These are tough. Um, I would say Superman. Superman. And and the reason why mm-hmm. is because, you know, no matter what, like we all may pursue our our goals and our dreams and our professions, you know, mm-hmm. whether that's for me, right? It's writing or speaking, you know, and yeah. some people may say I do good at that or whatever they feel about me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, during those times I'm wearing my cape, but ultimately that cape comes off and I got to step back into reality. I got to put the glasses back on, yeah. the suit back on. And I still got to be husband and I still got to be dad. I still got to be a good son, a good friend Amen. and all those other things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just, and I'm just a human being. I have weaknesses. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm just like anybody else. I have kryptonite. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have some things that, um, can trip me up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't, I mean, I can't do it on my own. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, that's why I would pick Superman. I like that. I like the way you defined why Superman. I think that was, that was really good. It's, it's not that we're, he, it's that he, he doesn't have to put a costume on to be Superman. He is Superman, but he has to put a costume on to be somebody who's taking care of the day-to-day, the mundane stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a really nice way to put it. All right, this last question is: If you were a board game, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So I I've never been asked some of these questions. So mm-hmm. good, good job, man! I've never been asked these questions in my life. <laughs> if I was a board game, what would I be? Um. I guess I go with the game of shoots and ladders. Ooh, shoots um, and ladders. Oh. And the reason why mm-hmm. is because I mean, as you know, life is it, seasons, you know what I mean? There's there's seasons of life where there's gonna be seasons of prosperity, 
but there's going to be also seasons of struggle. And there's going to be some times where you're moving on ahead, you're moving at a fast pace, you look, you know, success is right there and you're reaching for your goals. And then there's going to be setbacks that come and happen. Mm-hmm. And what you can decide to do when that, when that setbacks happen is that you yeah. can just give up on the game and say, this ain't worth it no more. Quit. Yeah. Or you keep pushing forward. And yeah, you're going to, you're going to take a few steps forward and take a few steps back. But over the course of time, if you don't give up, mm-hmm. you can make it to the finish line. Absolutely. That's a, that's a really good point, man. And what's funny is that life is a set of ups and downs. And we see that on a daily basis. We have a night and we have a day. We breathe in and we, we, we breathe out, right? So everything in life is a cycle. So when we see something come down, that means that something good is about to happen. You know, it's, it's, we just got to train ourselves in, in that manner and um, um, having that outlook on how real that is. It's, it's just mind-blowing. And some people just, you know, it, it, like you got to have those sad moments to, to treasure when you're happy. Um, Definitely. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jesse, for your time. And where can my audience find you? So people can connect with me um, on Facebook, um, mm-hmm. on my business page on Facebook, Jesse Cruz and Jesse A. Cruz. Okay. Also on Instagram, author Jesse Cruz. Um, to get the book, people can buy on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Nice. Or through my publisher, PennantPublications.com. Or a lot of people just um, order from me directly. Cool. And also for email, author Jesse Cruz at gmail.com. Those are all the best ways to get in touch with me. Fantastic. So I'll be sure to include the links to your book, to your Facebook page, uh, and your Instagram on the podcast show notes. Thank you so much for your time, my man, uh, and wish you the best. And I'm looking forward to that movie, man. Let me know if I can connect with you, connect you with some. Uh, producers and you know directors and whatnot when you're ready i would greatly appreciate it thank you so much for your time absolutely take care my man you too congratulations you made it to the end of the episode thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode please send me an email at junaid at hexandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website. 